Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Are you in fashion? fashion? Fashion. Did you see what she's wearing for Tom's shoes? I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. Um, but I was told I have a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me, Pam. Look, I'm I need sorry. to go. Code red, code red, code. We have a situation. I'm taking you inside the fashion industry to discuss trends, the reality behind the glamour, and the highs and lows of a fast-paced industry that never stops. Wow, the traffic's really busy here on K Road on a Saturday morning, and I'm heading up to meet James Dobson, who's the designer behind Jimmy D. Oh, and here he is now coming to meet me, especially on a Saturday morning. Hey, how are you going? I'm good. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Heading up to your studio. And do you normally come here on the weekends? Yeah, I live upstairs. Oh, do you? Yes, so you we live at the top. Nice to get out of the house. Wow, this is a really lovely um, workroom with the brick surface. Yeah. Walls, and you've got your patterns on, well, and boxes, and then yeah. collections on either side, and <laughs> um, imagery. So is, is that like a mood board up here on the wall? Yep. Yeah, I tend to surround myself with imagery, um, and that's kind of an ongoing mood board. It's not just... Um, it's not just related to the one season. I see so. a few slogans up there. So is that something you, that's inspiring you? Yeah. I've had, I mean, for, since my first collection, I've had slogans. Um, the first collection we did, I think I, I had, um, it's hard to be avant-garde, was, like my, <laughs> was my logo. Um, and is it? Is it true? It is hard, but um, it's kind of the only way I know how to go. Like, I, you know, I, I like things when they're, when they're on, you know, slightly extreme or, or different. So um, it's not the most commercial way to go, but um, it's definitely the most exciting for me. But yeah. that, I mean, that is maybe what your appeal has been because you've offered something really different in the market that kind of, it kind of sat alongside the likes of Nomdi and, yeah. and that kind of vibe. Yeah. When I, when I started, I did definitely get compared to those guys a lot. Did you hate that? I didn't, I mean, God, no. Like, I, I held the, I still hold them in such high regard. Like, and Margie from Nomde has been such a huge supporter of my label since the very beginning. So I definitely didn't hate it. I mean, there's far worse comparisons out there. Um, but it was interesting when I started, like, 11 years ago now, that they were kind of the only point of reference. They were kind of that, 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 that established, um, you know, um, sort of edgy yeah, side of the exactly, market that exactly. was higher end, yeah. that non-commercial. Yeah, and so there hadn't really been a kind of second wave coming through. So I definitely did get compared to them a lot because there weren't any other references in, in New Zealand. And also at the time, you know, people weren't using the internet as much. You know, it's like so we were kind of in our own little bubble. And it's not that you kind of modelled your no. collections from them, but 
obviously, like in New Zealand, yeah, if, if you don't have the internet, yeah, well, yeah, which sounds like a strange thing. I know to it's hard to even imagine that that was yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah, that that everybody's kind of inspiration is potentially coming from the same place. Exactly, exactly, and that's what it that's what it kind of was when when I started. Um, so no, I didn't have any problems with those comparisons, but I think I've definitely forged my own way. You know, I love what Margie does, but I think we're quite different. You know, I, I definitely always try and bring in a sense of humour to what I do. I, I love, I love dark. I love the dark side of things, but I also like to have a sense of humour with what I do because I'm. I mean, my personality is like that. I have kind of a dark sense of humour, um, and as much as I love throwing on layers of black every day, sometimes that becomes kind of. Um, a little bit too serious, a little bit too fashion. So I like to have a like too, a print. Can, can anything ever be too fashion? <laughs> I think so. Even for as a fashion designer, I think so. I mean, what's too fashion? What's too, I, I think when you're wearing something that just wears you. When you when you know, it's like it, I think it overpowers you. And yeah. Just, it's speaking well. I mean, because it's that interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? You want your clothes to express the way you feel. Not necessarily to... I mean, but they also need to speak for you in a way. Yeah, exactly. But not They should kind of amplify your personality, I think. You know, and, and if you're trying to be someone that you're not, that's, that's when it kind of goes wrong. Um, yeah, you want to feel like a stronger, more empowered version of yourself, I think. Not like you're being someone you're not. Is there, yeah. a, lot, <laughs> is there a lot of pressure to... Um, you know, keep up appearances, you as a designer, do you wear your own clothes and do you, could you, I mean, who's going to go outside in slippers anyway? You yeah. live in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, do you care how you, is fashion that important to you that you are living and breathing it all day, every day? Um, I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, I live upstairs from my workroom um, and my wardrobe is 99% my own clothes. So, um and yeah, and I, I, every season. I mean, because I'm predominantly women's wear, um, I um, that that's my that's my main focus. And then I kind of get to the end of the collection, and I'm like, what am I going to wear next season? So that's how the that's how the collections kind of evolved into being unisex with a men's component in there, um, because I I need to represent my own label, and so um, that's when I get kind of selfish at the end of a collection and think. What am I going to wear? And 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 that works for me because there's lots of boys out there like me that want to that want to wear the kind of clothes I'm making. So and, I ha- and they are now. Like yeah. there are so many guys who are like wearing Jimmy totally. D and that aesthetic. Yeah, and we're kind of undercated for because really in menswear there's there's a lot of kind of chino t-shirty kind of or suiting kind of brands, um, and you know we're, there isn't many labels in New Zealand that are doing stuff for guys like myself. So I feel like, you know, that's an important part of what I do. And and I want to represent my label, so I have to be able to wear it. You have got a very identifiable aesthetic. Right. And, and that, well, um, and that you know, carries through. I think it's really important that you, yeah. you do, right? Like, you've been yeah. in the industry for now over a decade. Yeah. People know, okay, when they hear Jimmy D, yeah. that they're going to get a certain something. Yeah. But do you ever feel like you want to kind of push the the boat out a bit further and go, hey, I'm going to try something different? Yeah, every season I try and challenge myself and do something I haven't done before. Um, I'm not... 
I'm, I, I always think of my customers' wardrobes. I always think what if they've been supporting me for you know since the beginning, or even just the last few seasons or a few years or whatever. I'm, I'm thinking about what they've got in their wardrobe, and I'm imagining them shopping, and I'm imagining them saying, "I've already got that." You know, so I have to innovate every season. So I'm always looking for newness. You know, every, every once in a while, when I'm stressed out and I'm like working on a collection, I'm like. Ah, I'm just going to repeat some shapes from last season and, and then just change that colour and blah, blah, blah. And then I just can't do it. And that's great. I mean, I love the idea of, you know, slow fashion and, and stuff like that, but it just it doesn't work for me. <laughs> and in, in, in a collection like yours, you know, season to season, it is clothing that doesn't necessarily... It won't date. Yeah, we're never thinking about trends. I'm just always thinking about you know, the collection as a whole and what people already have and what, what new stuff they need. And I think that comes from working in retail. Like, that, that's how I got into fashion is through retail. And, you know, when a customer comes in, I, it's my job to know what they've already bought and what they've got in their wardrobe. And I want to be able to take them to the rack and pull out something completely new that's exciting for them and that they can't resist, you know, that that's my job as a designer and I need to make it easy for people at a retail level to, you know, to sell. That's that's the aim of the game. And keep it exciting. I want people to come in at the beginning of the season and and be excited and maybe be challenged and see something that they didn't even know they needed. needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than going, oh, I want to buy the same thing yeah. from last year and keep repeating that in my wardrobe. Exactly. It does get a bit boring, unless yeah. you're looking for just those staples. Like. Exactly. And that and that's totally cool too. But I think fashion needs to be exciting. It should give you that buzz. And so when you're designing a collection, if you don't feel that excitement, you're like, no, that piece isn't going to make it. Definitely. The There's definitely an editing process that goes on. It's really like a... Um, a balancing act. It's a tightrope walk every season with making a collection because, you know, I've got to make sure I've got maybe some of those basics in there. I've got to make sure I've got something for my customers that, you know, are 50, 60 kind of plus because they're super loyal. And I've, really? Yeah, but definitely. People think that, you know, fashion is just for young people, but yeah. people of all ages love yeah. fashion yeah. and we all have to wear clothes. Yeah, definitely. My collection... I don't know, quite fortunate, I guess, in that it appeals to such a broad age range. You know, we do kind of little crop tops and some of the accessories and all those kind of pieces that appeal to, like, 15, 16, you know, early 20s, whatever. And then we do our kind of draped silks and, and things like that that appeal to, like, an older customer. And for us, it's it's about how we put it all together. But, um, yeah, I... I I do feel quite proud that there's like there is something in there for for most people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so I know that you also work with a stylist called King Kang Chen. Yeah. Yeah, I met him actually at ID Fashion Week. Yeah. So why work with a stylist? Because obviously, you know, yeah. one would think you're a fashion designer, yeah. you can surely style up your own collection. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean I've always had collaborations throughout the whole label's existence. And for me, because I'm a solo artist, like, it's just me up here. I don't have any staff. I do pretty much everything. It's just nice to have someone to bounce ideas off. And, you know, you definitely have ideas of how you want things to go together when, you, um, when you're designing the collection. You're like, okay, I imagine this top with those pants, or you can't, you know, you design pieces 
to to go together. But it's amazing to have someone to come in and kind of explode that point of view. Like, King Kang is just... He's like... He's got a really similar eye to me. He's a complete perfectionist. When he's styling, everything has to be tucked in in the exact way. You know, when we're doing lookbooks and things or shows, everything has to be perfectly tucked in and it looks ridiculous to outsiders. Like, we're fluffing around with just, like, the way something's tucked into the, to the waistband, you know? But he sees things in exactly the same way as me but really pushes me. Like, the accessories this season were completely his input. Um, what were they? So they're there... Because we worked with a poet kind of inspiration. Oh, yes, yeah. I loved it. As the opening for your New Zealand Fashion exactly. Week show. Yeah, so Zara um, Butcher McGonagall was the kind of muse for the collection. She's a poet um, who writes these kind of quite mundane, sometimes dark, sometimes funny um, poems. And so the accessories pulled out lines from her poetry and printed them on little strips of kind of fabric and then they were hanging off chains with, like, key rings and they were quite charmy. Like, um, yeah, I liked the idea that all of the models were wearing little fragments of Zara's poetry. Um, and that purely came from King Kang, you know, holding up, like, a key ring to someone's ear and we are like, oh, we could put, you know, words in there. And then, yeah, that kind of just evolved from there. So, so you'll actually release those accessories as part of your collection? Yeah, it? that will be part of next winter. Yeah. I love those key ring earrings. Same. I, as soon as we finished the, um, the show, I pretty much whipped one off the bag and chucked it on my tote bag. It's just, I don't know, it, yeah, it's exciting. I love those little bits and pieces. Fashion. Do you f- ever find that it's a vacuous industry you know front row yeah you know a-listers parting away and yeah. hoping to get their photos taken yeah but what do you think of that side of the industry you can definitely find that side if you want <laughs> you can live in that side of the fashion industry if you want but um that's definitely not what that's not why I'm doing it you know I'm it's I came to fashion through photography and for me fashion is just like the best way to use my creativity and actually turn it into a living as well and I try and surround myself in the fashion industry by what, by other designers that are doing the same kind of thing. You know, like, even on K Road, you know, there's Layla Jacobs just down the road. There's my friends Chris and Joe that have a, st- a store called Tour. We hang out all the time, and we don't really talk about fashion, you know? Really? Yeah. Ever? And you well, know- I mean, we do a little bit. We do a little bit. But it's not our worlds. It's not, like, the only thing we care about. Because there are deeper things that matter, right? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I mean, fashion just just happens to be what we do, and it's the best use, or it's just one use of our creative abilities, but there's there's so much more. And that's that's why there's always a sense of humour to what I do with my range, is because you shouldn't take it too seriously. It's just clothes, you know? And it's like... I just try and remember that when I'm freaking out about Fashion Week and having a meltdown. It's like, it's just clothes. No one's dying. We're not curing cancer. It's it's just clothes. But clothes can do amazing things and make people feel incredible. But, yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot more to life. That was Auckland-based James Dobson, the designer and founder of Jimmy D. You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. I'm Sonia Sly. To find out more or to listen again, head to our podcast page on the rnz.co.nz website. Hello. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.